Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our guest host, Andrew Lowe. We thought we'd have an interesting conversation of uh, what to do after being laid off. So, Andrea, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Getting over a cold, so hopefully I don't cough during this <laughs> podcast, but um, thank you for having me back on the show. It's a pleasure. And then we were talking off air, and you mentioned that in your history, you had uh, the uh, auspicious uh, milestone of being laid off. <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, many people do go through, and it can be a very challenging and trying time for folks. So I'd love if you uh, kind of set the stage in terms of the context of, of that story, and then we really want to give folks some advice in terms of what to do afterwards. So uh, how, how did it start uh, in terms of the, the layoff story? So if you can give us some context, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. Um, It happened, you know, I think two, two and a half years ago now, um, actually during the pandemic. So um, I think I wasn't alone in that many, many of us got laid off during the pandemic. Um, So as a reminder, I was in marketing, I worked for a marketing agency. And um, as you know, during the pandemic, um, one of the industries that got affected by the pandemic uh, was events, Um, all events you know, came to a full stop because we're not going out, we're on lockdown. And so no events were happening. So that really hurt um, our business. We were trying to, you know, do virtual, like go virtual with all the events, but nonetheless, it still impacted the business. So, um, you know, I think by the end of it, over half the um, staff at my agency were laid off. And I unfortunately was part of the third, you know, cohort of layoffs, unfortunately. Um, and so, you know, I had been working at that agency for eight years. So, uh, a pretty good chunk of my career. And I think through that eight years, you know, I really helped, um, I established a lot of the policies that still exist there today. Uh, I said a lot of the processes, um, I did a lot for that company, um, so I was a very loyal employee. So, you know, you really didn't think, you know, especially seeing that, um, by that time, I was a third cohort. I didn't know at the time, but it was like, oh, wow, like I got saved another round or it wasn't me because I'm you know, working so hard. And um, and I was one of I would say I was one of the pitiful members that were trying to take the company to do virtual events because I was one of the more tech savvy people. So I was doing all the research and even, you know, pitching the business to clients like I was a pitiful member. So. To be honest, I felt like I set the company up for success into the new age of virtual, and then unfortunately, I got laid off. So it definitely sucks. Um, I'm sure anyone who got laid off will tell you that it burns, it sucks, it's definitely a hit to your ego. So that's what happened. Sounds good. Uh, I love you kind of walk us through kind of maybe the, I don't know if you can remember, like the, the, the day of, the day after that sort of thing. So uh, <laughs> pandemic, there was a lot of things that are happening. So you got through one round, two rounds, and then, oh my goodness, right? Like uh, what were, what was like the day like that, that you received it? They, the typical thing is they walk you into room, HR is in there, and then <laughs> I don't know, they give you a box. Is that sort of what happened or is there a different thing that happened? Yeah, so I guess 
because of the pandemic and we were working from home, it was different in that sense. <laughs> so it's yeah. not like you get called into the room. <laughs> However, I guess the sign was, um, you know, you, you got this, um, I think the telling sign, you know, um, was we, you know, you got this invite. Uh, I think mine was, um, you know, it was with like one of the senior leaders and there was our HR person. And at the time the company had, um, the HR person was um, like on contract, right? So we, we'd, we'd never really see this HR person. So the fact that she was on the, you know, invite for the meeting, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be promoted. I'm not sure why this HR person here or if I'm in trouble. So I'm like, I think, I think it's gonna be my turn. <laughs> so then the the meeting happened and then it was happening. I was like, oh no, it's happening. And you're just in shock, to be honest. Like I I usually like I have like a poker face kind of thing when um that's sort of I maybe that's my defense mechanism, like or I'm just really like you can't if you read my face you're like you can't tell if I'm upset or happy or just it's like kind of neutral. <laughs> and then uh I was just like, okay, like, they're like, do you have any questions? Like, no, I'll just uh, wait for the letter and um, we'll go from there. Like, I was just like, kept a professional. And then of course, after I hung up, that's when I was like, what the F? Like, what's going on? Like, I can't believe it. And then you're like, okay, do I tell anyone? Am I allowed to tell anyone? So of course I told uh, my closest friends, I told my family. And then I'm a very methodical, analytical person. So just a hundred questions came into my head, right? Like, of like, okay, so what do I do? What are the processes? Who do I ask? Let me talk to my HR friend. Like, I was just going nuts in a way of like, okay, how do I, I wasn't thinking about like, okay, I'm going to overturn this decision. I was just like, what, what are the next steps? Like, I don't know. Like, should I talk to someone who got laid off? Should I talk to an HR person? So I spent my next like day or two, um, because I'm such a problem solver, I was focused more on okay, what now versus like, I'm gonna deal with my feelings later, right? Like, I'm not gonna cry about it. I'm not gonna like, let's deal with the feelings later. Let's like shove that down somewhere deep for now. And let's just deal with what are the next steps, right? And so that's what I did. But um, my closest coworkers were definitely shocked. They're like, really? Like, Andrew, you're like the most loyal employee. You like have done so much for the company. Like, I would think you were the last person that they would ever lay off. I had the same thoughts, but such is life. And so, um, but it, you know, it certainly helped from a emotional standpoint when I had the capacity to, you know, accept it and, and deal with it. It certainly helped that I had um, such a, you know, good network of friends and family that were supportive, that were, you know, there to, you know, console me and comfort me. But I will say like, until you are the one who got laid off because again during the pandemic a lot of people were, were laid off right it was sort of at that point i was sort of on the other end trying to console other people right and so until it happens to you like you don't know how it feels like so as much as you're trying to be sympathetic empathetic you really don't know how it is until you're that in that seat and that's one of the lessons i learned where i'm like okay if i could do this again what would I say to that other person if they were laid off or they lost their job? Cause it's, it's a huge shock. Like, especially for me, like being there for eight years and most of my career, 
emotionally it felt like like I lost a limb like it, it was like like ego like was shot like I was just drained like I was just like what do I like I was lost I was like what am I doing with my life at this point like because that's that's what I know that's what I knew that's where I had been putting all my time and energy and I was working throughout that my career there especially because it's events and I was became a senior manager by the end of it 60 to 80 hours of work it really was my life right so when that is all of a sudden taken away from you and that's what you know you're you're lost you're puzzled you're you're angry you 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 have a lot of emotions to deal with that thanks for 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 sharing that i know it's a very difficult time for for many and and i'm reminded of of someone else i was chatting with as well who who got laid off and they were uh top performing like highest rating um so it reminds me of that and then the company decided to basically divest that whole business and uh they didn't even want to sell it they just said nope let's let's get rid of it so a whole bunch of people got laid off and obviously the the pandemic is a very specific case (laughs) where where it happened to a lot of folks so um but to your point that un- until it actually uh, happens to you, it, it is uh, quite quite a loss. And it, it is, from what I've heard, like a sense of, uh, of mourning, right? You, you lost a loved one. You, you lost a limb, <laughs> as, as you mentioned. Uh, and so it can be trying. So there's tons of emotions there. And I'd love if you kind of walk through uh, some of the things that, that you went through. So obviously you connected with folks and had a great support network. So that's definitely one. Uh, are there other things that you would kind of suggest to yourself or maybe going back uh, and and doing it a little different are there other things that you said like i wish i would have done this uh kind of in the, the the days weeks after that in order to uh deal with the emotions and then maybe it was that whole problem solver attitude like i'm going to deal with emotions later <laughs> i'm going to focus on uh keeping myself busy um so what, what were some the pieces of advice that you'd give yourself uh if you could go kind of back in time yeah i mean one okay so i guess let's first talk about the um the, the admin side of it, um, <laughs> which, you know, I, I don't think too many people talk about or maybe we're not supposed to talk about, um, but dealing with the sort of the layoff, which is like the termination letter and then the process thereafter. And I, I think not enough is talked about this. And so that's why I want to talk about the sort of admin legal side of it first. And it's <laughs> really that before you sign any paperwork, and as much as you're like, okay, like I want to be done with this and I want to, you know, like get this over with, or maybe sometimes you are, you felt like you don't have, um, there's only one option, sign it and then be done with it, right? Um, with any letter, even if, if you got a job offer, right? Same thing. It's read the letter, read all the terms. Cause I know a lot of people just sign. <laughs> it's like you're signing letter or like, you don't know what you signed, right? So I just encourage people to, if it happens to you, like, and again, there's a lot of emotions happening. So that's why I said, I'm going to shove it aside. Um, And that's just kind of how I am, because I'm very analytical and methodical. I'm like, I'm going to read this letter, like, literally word for word. And I want to know if there are clauses in there that I don't like or that anything, like, is this benefiting me? Am I getting everything that I deserve um, in this package or whatever? Like, you want to make sure... Because again, this is like end of life for you at the end of term for you at this company. So you want to know, especially if like, like your friend who is the top performer, is what that's happening? Like, is this, what am I getting what I deserve or what I'm entitled to legally? And because we're not always, we don't go into a job thinking I'm going to be laid off or terminated. So I need to think about what those terms are. No, because you're thinking like, I'm never going to leave this company or I'm going to leave on my own terms. 
So you're not thinking about what, what am I deserving at this point? What am I legally entitled to when you're laid off? So I had to do research, right? And you're given a certain like deadline to sign it. So I went through, you know, like I said, I talked to uh, some of my HR friends, right? Who deal with, uh, you know, hiring and firing of uh, terminations and layoffs. So I wanted to double check that. I, you know, of course use Google. I also then talked to um, some of my lawyer friends um, who deal with employment contracts or to refer me to sort of the employ, uh, employment sort of uh, lawyers um, and high, highly referred people who, who deal with this um, because I wanted to make sure this termination letter was, you know, it, it benefits me and it, it's looking out for my best interests and there's no clauses that are like tricky, you know, I just maybe have trust issues, but I'm like, okay, I, I just really need to <laughs> my due diligence here. And I don't know if this is a lot, but I ended up, I think I ended up talking or like, um, you know, when you go for like a consultation or just to see if, if you're getting the same advice <clears throat> or the best advice, I went through nine like legal sort of consultations. Wow. Okay. And uh, through that process, and if you've ever um, looked for legal help, like the, the, the pricing ranges, right? And, and, you know, I know we all like to watch you know, Netflix suits, right? And, and you're thinking like <laughs> lawyers are cool and, and all of this, but like when, when you actually need their help, it's expensive, you know, like an hour of their time. And plus you're like, do I want the top dog's time or do I want the junior person? And do I trust the junior person? You know what I mean? In real life, you're, you, there's a lot of decisions and criteria that you need to think about. So I went through nine sort of legal companies to figure out like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, and so, you know, is there negotiating? Do I need to like send out a counter offer? Like it was very stressful. To be honest, I think it took almost a month or a little bit more. And I kept delaying the deadline to sign it. I was like, and I was like, you know, I don't, you know, this part, I don't like this line. I don't like this line in this letter. Or, you know, I was very nitpicky because again, you have one shot. If you sign it, it's done, right? The people right. in that third cohort that I was talking about, apparently they all signed like, like within that, that week. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to take my time. Like I have nothing to lose at this point because, you know, you're thinking again, this is your last shot to make any changes if you don't like that letter and uh, I went through nine you know legal sort of consultations to figure out which sort of route I'm going with and what I want to do um, and you know what I'm entitled to so by the end of it you know I would yeah I was happy with that I had a good break in terms of and that break was important for me to deal with that other half so once that letter was signed it was like a huge <laughs> sigh of relief um, and then it was like, okay, now time to actually deal with what is going on emotionally. So in hindsight, would I recommend, you know, shoving your emotions down for like a month? Um, and it's not that I didn't deal with it for a month. It was just not on my priority because at that point you're kind of kicking into high gear. Like, let's focus on one thing. And that one thing is, am I signing this letter or am I countering offering? What am I doing with it on a legal standpoint? That was my first sort of priority. And then it was like in between here and there, of course, people were checking in on me. I was, you know, trying to deal with my emotions because it was a stressful time, right? Like I said, you, even as you're dealing with legal, the legal matter, right? You are dealing with like your ego shot, right? Because if you're thinking you're a high performing member 
and you're like it it's not gonna be me well it is you this time so you gotta deal with like okay why me because that's gonna be one of the big questions i'm sure your friend also thought of it why me out of all people there were still you know 10 other people to choose from why me you go through this whole thing of like well that person was like this and afterwards but when you hear yourself you're like seriously andrea is that what you're thinking right now that (laughs) it should have been that person and not you like it's it's honestly such negativity right because when everything is cool you would never say like you know i'm better than that person and it should have been that person and not you like you're not thinking straight you know your your emotions are getting the better of you so it really took you know i'm not good at this i'm still not good at this but meditation right Hmm. journaling you know um and again, during the pandemic, you know, not all the gyms were open. So I couldn't even be like, let me go punch, like go boxing and do this. Like, right. You're, you're trying to do everything you can. Um, because it was in the heart of the whole lockdowns and things. Right. So not everything was open again. So you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll try to walk outside and I'll try to do this. Like you're, you're like, you're, you're sort of racking your brain on like, what, what can I do that's healthy for me dealing with my emotions in the, you know, lack of options available for you to, you know, you know, your normal outlets, right? Like, I'm like, oh, let me go do yoga. Let me go, like, go boxing and punch up, you know, a punching bag instead of the wall. You know, all the things. <laughs> sure. that you're like, let me release this toxic energy, you know. And to be honest, let me throw in some uh, even more challenges through that. The boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Oh, no. So one of my support pillars kind of, you know goodbye that and at the time in the heart of the lockdowns because my asian family being super strict um and i don't live with them and if they're like if you don't want to be part of our like bubble of five then sorry you're on your own so as much as i said i do have a good support network the usual partners and pieces that you would turn to so if you're dating someone you have a you have a partner and then your family in that sense you know, physically and emotionally, like they weren't there. And so to me, it was a very trying time of, okay, career, you lost direction on that, right? Your love life, you're like, okay, great. That ended. Family. Oh, okay. So I don't want to, you know, live in their bubble. So they're kind of picking me out. Right? So it was a really trying time for me. I would definitely say one of my lowest points in life, not going to deny that. And so you really have to get creative and really dig deep on like, okay, Andrea, are you going to admit defeat? Are you going to cry about it and talk about it all, all, all of it? Which at one point I did, you know, it's like the ugly crying, you know, <laughs> whatever you can do to like, you know, stress eat, whatever it is that we turn to. But I had to get really creative of, Okay, so life gave you lots of lemons. Let's make some lemonade, right? But I just, you had to turn to all your close friends, right? You like, I was like going through my phone list of like, okay, who do I normally, who do I want to talk to? Who do I think is going to be there for me? And honestly, it was a good, you know, it's a time in your life when you're like, this is when your real, true, genuine friends and, you know, people in your life are going to show and reveal themselves so it was a really it was really you know reflective and interesting time in my life too because 
some people who like you didn't think were really that close to you or really cared came like sort of came out you know from the shadows like oh wow like and and all of a sudden I was like wow you know what as much as it's a shitty time I realized like wow there's there's some incredible amazing people in my life and you know maybe I've forgotten it or maybe I was so busy with work and all this other stuff that I lost sight of that and so it was a time when you're like okay yes it is shitty but let's try and look on the bright side and I know that's so cliche to say uh, like you know look at the positive side look at all these things but really it's what you will hold on to it's what got me through that's amazing. Th- thanks for sharing. And uh, definitely sounds like a very trying time. Um, and and obviously, it, it, next time that happens, feel free to contact me. Maybe I'll come out of the shadows and help out. Uh, but but for for that, I, I would love if you uh, if you can pinpoint. It, was there like a, a turning point to say like, okay, ugly crying, stress eating, all that sort of stuff, and then finally realize, okay, this is my time to turn those lemons into lemonade, right? Was there a particular conversation or a particular time at the gym or a particular something? And, and it's probably a, a, a bunch of lead up because you have to deal with a lot of stuff. And then eventually you're at the point where you know what, I, I can actually deal with it. But uh, I don't know if you can recall, it, was there a moment that kind of helped you? Okay, now I'm on the upswing. You know, I think I feel like part of the thing that turned around was honestly like as soon as I signed the paperwork um, because honestly it was it was dreadful because anytime you have to deal with like lawyers and legal stuff especially um, you know I'm someone who like I like to be in control of things so when there's unknown unplanned factors it really stresses me out and so there was a lot of like unknowns and, and unfamiliar territory Right. So, you know, because I've never been laid off before, I didn't really have to deal with lawyers before. And, you know, it was unfamiliar territory and the feelings that like it was just so as soon as that was signed and I could I was like, like, OK, we can move on now. Now, what do I do now? What do I do with this free time? Right. Free time. <laughs> um, and honestly, it was like I said, I've been working, um, you know, for over a decade. But like the last eight years at that point was you know, 60, 80 hours a week. That's the life I knew. So all of a sudden you're like, whoa, all this free time. And yeah. like, I could wake up whenever. I could do whatever. I could be lazy. It was just not in my vocabulary, but that sort of, um, like the sign of the paperwork was sort of like, it's almost like a milestone in a way of like, okay, that that's the end. Like that is done with. Now I get to like live this next phase of my life, whatever it is. I had no idea what I was going to do, but there was some relief to that um, because you're just like, okay, that, that part's gone. Now I can do whatever. And um, through being able to have time to reflect. And I didn't realize that's time when, when you're so caught up and, you know, in this day and age, we're so like, we're wanting up, one upping each other on like how busy we are, which is insane to think about. Like, but the, that's people's, you know, thing these days, like, oh, I'm, I'm so busy doing this. Oh, what are you busy with? Oh, I'm doing this. You know, you're, you're like in this competition of like, who's busier, who has more important priorities. And when that happened, when I had all this free time, I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. But in a way it was so refreshing. And um, I, sorry. And I forgot to mention right before I being laid off, I, li- I actually experienced burnout, like for real burnout. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, 
a lot of us, and including myself, always sort of talked about, like, burnout. Like, it was always, like, a foreign thing. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about people burning out. It's not going to be me. Same thing. It's not going to be me. I'm, like, I'm, like, invincible, and I'm, like, you know, I'm <laughs> such a, you know, superwoman. I can do all these things. And, um, but there was a certain point, and this is how I knew it was burnout. I was reading up about it, and we actually had, um, we had a person come in to actually talk about burnout because a lot of us were experiencing it. And then that's when I learned that I was in moderate burnout, like medium stage. And I remember, and this is how I knew, because I'm, I would say I'm good at my job. I would remember opening an Excel spreadsheet, like something like, you know, schedule, something I could do, you know, in my sleep backwards, like whatever. I would literally open the spreadsheet and I would cry and be like, I'm like stressed out about it. I know how to do it. I don't want to do it. And I was just stressing out about the smallest details. I was on edge. I was sort of getting into like these little like, um, let's say fights, but um, tension with your coworkers or your your managers when usually you don't. So when I read the description, when it was explained to me, I was like, oh, that's that's what I'm going through right now. It was burnout. Right. And so that's why when I had all this free you know free time, and all of a sudden this just you had time and energy to breathe to just be to not have a set schedule that I was like wow like I felt like a different me kind of came out and that's when I had time to go all right let's go make some lemonade and so I channeled that energy into starting my now business which is Toronto Dating Hub and um it was through having so I I guess I'm, I'm not sure about you know certain one point it was just more of a stage or that I just had the time and energy all of a sudden to think outside the box, to be creative again, right? To Because I didn't have a set schedule. Like here's, you know, back then when I was burning out, in your eight hour day, I had 12 hours of work and eight hours of meetings. You know what I mean? Right. And so all of a sudden when you have no meetings, you're like, wait a second, like I could, <laughs> you know, like meditate or go out my balcony and just look outside or like take walks or eat whenever I want, watch, you know, marathon Netflix, all I want. But all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I'm going to channel all this negative energy and the tribulations that I went through. And I was able to identify because at that time, like I said, I had lost a boyfriend. My family sort of kind of kicked me outside their bubble. Hmm. And I was like, I'm feeling so isolated and alone right now. What are other singles feel like? Mm. Like what are other, other people? I mean, not saying other people have to be laid off, but I'm like, what are other people feeling? And so I was able to identify this community of singles, isolated singles that in the time of desperation and need, which is during the pandemic, who is serving us right now? Who is, who is really looking out for us? And there were no events. And if anyone was like me or even worse, like they live alone, they don't, maybe for other people who are more shy and introverted, they don't have as many friends. And again, we were on lockdown. No one was serving this community. And I said, wait a second, I know how to do virtual events. I know how to do events. I know how to do marketing. I have a lot of time on my hands. Holy crap. Let's start doing singles events. And so that's how... Toronto Dating Hub was born and all of a sudden I was able to sort of start channeling my time and energy into something that I thought was 
if I could serve the singles community because I know how lonely and terrifying and confusing and aggravating this feels like to be single during the pandemic and no one was helping us, I was going to be that solution. Right. That's amazing. And again, sh thanks again for, for kind of reliving the, the moment and, and the challenging times. And what, what comes to me based on the, the uh, recount that you had is, uh, there's a quote that I like is, uh, this too shall pass, right? So as crappy as things may be right now, uh, just like any storm with anything, it, it'll pass. Um, and uh, as you were kind of going through your story, uh, a couple of things that, that I would suggest for folks in order to help someone that is going through this and, and uh, tell me if you have anything to, else to add, but is one to deal with the administration because that stuff, I mean, just, just got to be dealt with. And then for you uh, specifically, it was, it was a good kind of uh, milestone, like a checkpoint to say, okay, done. Now let's move on. Uh, turning to friends or whatever support structure you have. So partners, family, and this and that, depending on what's available to you, then making sure to reach out because oftentimes it's that, that uh, isolation and uh, all that, that that really gets to you versus uh, you realize that you probably kind of, uh, I'm thinking of one of the, the banks, like you're richer than you think <laughs> in terms of like social network. There's, there's usually someone that comes out of the woodwork and um, taking some time to process your emotions, uh, be it yoga, gym, whatever, punching walls, this and that, or meditating and whatever it is, uh, find what that release is. And then uh, taking some time to find out what's what's new with, with you, right? So now that uh, you were in this past life, what do you want to do? So be it serving uh, singles and events and things like that. So those are some of the, the things that, that I took from, from the, the conversation. Are, are there any th other things that you'd want to add or tell uh, Andrea kind of just after <laughs> the signing of the paper or, or even before that, what uh, are some other things that you might want to share with, with, with uh, Andrea at that point? You're always great at summarizing. You, you hit it on <laughs> bang on. Cause I know like sometimes I can drown on, I'm like, you're so great at that. So yeah, that's, that's really great. I think there's two points that I want to, um, as you sort of recounted what I said, two things that came to mind. Um, I think I, I mentioned that until you sort of, in those shoes you don't know how it really feels like so in hindsight now if someone were to go through something like a layoff termination firing whatever hardship is and it doesn't have to be about employment but what i heard a lot and i in hindsight i think it's because people don't know how to deal with it they don't know what to say what i heard a lot was oh like you know that sucks like it's happening to a lot of people like it's happening to like because in that moment like on the receiving it i don't to be honest like selfishly because of what i'm feeling mm -hmm. i don't give a shit about other people at that moment <laughs> like so what if yes i get it i'm one of like thousands of people that got laid off but i'm not them i'm like feeling crappy so telling me that other people got laid off and i'm one of them and it's so common everyone's doing it it's it's sort of it doesn't validate our feelings and it certainly doesn't help the situation. And so I think a better way, if you want to, you know, you, I know they're trying to comfort you and they're thinking by saying like, you know, it's happening to everyone and it's like, you know, like you're not alone. I think it's usually our default way. And, and I, I'm guilty of like when, when I hadn't been laid off, that's probably what something I would say. And I would just say like, you know, definitely like if you're really close to your friend, um, you might know what they need. So, and we, you know, we, I know there's a popular, like, you know, love languages, but it's like, what is it that they need? Do they need a big bear hug? Do they hmm. need, you know, an Uber Eats meal sent to them to take care of themselves? You know, do you need to be their punching bag? Whatever it is, but that is actually going to be even more helpful. Or even simply, like, 
that sucks and stop what do you need what can i do for you mm. right instead of like trying to offer because sometimes like we don't want unsolicited advice because sometimes the advice might come across as like for example right like your my parents might say something like well i think you should do this this this, and this and this and i'm like maybe i don't agree but also like why are you telling me how i should do what what i should do at this point when you don't know what's going on sure. right and so that's why i'm sure. saying stop for a second to maybe not give unsolicited advice because at that time it may not be what that person needs and so if you don't know what they need simply just ask hey you know that sucks that really sucks i can't imagine what you're going through right now what do you need from me what can i do for right. you leave it at that wait for them to talk and because maybe they just need to rant maybe they need a shoulder to cry on maybe they don't need anything so i'm just saying sometimes the unsolicited advice really actually counter like it it will backfire so i'm just right. letting people know if if you ever encounter and that, honestly it, it's not just about terminations i think a lot of people when they're troubled that's what we want to hear and so that's something that came to mind um and the other no is just if this happens to you or again if you're going through something trying take as much time as you need i mean i had a deadline of when i need to sign the, the letter but um, actually one of the advice was given was like, they can set whatever timeline, but you don't need to, you don't need to like take it. You can say, I need more time to go through this letter and go through what I need to do. So, you know, counter and say whatever time, but not even just the legal stuff. If you need months to get over it, because to be honest, you're right. It is something you're mourning. You're mourning something like a big chunk of your life. I had to, I, I talked to my therapist, right? She's like, you're, you're going through grief. This is grief. And grief is a big emotion and part that is tr challenging to deal with. It's not a light thing. And so that's another thing. You don't take it for what it is. It's not a small part, especially again, for me, I was working there for eight years as a huge part of my career. So take as much time as you need to process it, to get over it. Because as you know, even with breakups, if you don't process it properly, it's gonna haunt you and it's gonna it's it's gonna manifest but not in a great way if you don't deal with it properly and appropriately that's amazing I, I love what you said I mean such easy advice that sucks what do you need I mean something as simple as that can be so pr profound and helpful for someone because to your point yeah they, they might not want anything they just they just want to like <laughs> use you as a punching bag, a verbal punching bag for a little bit, and then uh, the, the energy is released, and then now uh, you can move on. And then uh, taking that time, because is, is it a month? Is it six months? Is it a year? Is it whatever? Like, everybody's slightly different, right? So uh, it, some people might say, well, you should be over it by now. Well, maybe not, because I'm, I'm slightly different, or circumstances were different, and you had kind of a, a perfect storm of things happen. So it's not just one thing. It's multiple, and, and another one, and another one. So I'm glad that, that you're uh, also sharing that, that it's different for everyone. So just because uh, there is a deadline, artificial or, or not, um, and just just make sure that you take the time. So thanks so much, for uh, Andrea, for, for joining us and, and sharing uh, some wisdom some swike on what to do after uh, you've been laid off and uh, yeah are there any other parting words that you'd have for folks that are going through through a layoff or other trying times uh, I know you already provide some great uh, advice but just in case you you can think of anything at the moment yeah no honestly if if you're watching this you know now or later um, you know I'm sure you'll share my contact information honestly like especially mm -hmm. to those who feel they don't have anyone in their corner 
or you know a lot of us have pride and we don't want to tell anyone how we're really truly feeling if that happens to you like honestly reach out to me um because i've been there and um if if you need or if you need advice you know which lord should i go to like any advice (laughs) when you just want to talk to someone like honestly reach out to me Sounds good. So Andrea's got a, a good Rolodex of folks to reach out to. So thanks again, Andrea, for showing, uh, sharing your, your advice and uh, hopefully have you back for a future episode. Thank you. I'd love to. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.